Peace to our is your boy Ibu the Any Star host of Dynamics Podcast. I'm back again on Sportscaster doing another live podcast. So um, that's what you're gonna hear today. You know, I'm still working out the kinks on this thing. So you know, but I, I was talking about the um, the off season. What um, what would be the perfect off season for me? You know, also a little bubble talk and stuff, but really just off season stuff. So I'm um, tuning into the podcast, and um, you know, I, I catch you at the end. This is a sneak attack podcast, Insomnia edition. Um, I'm going to be talking about this whole bubble stuff, man. Like, you know, so late at night, man, I, I just I couldn't sleep. I'm listening to um, nothing but Knicks and the guys right now. They're talking about it. But um, I, I kind of wanted to talk about um, the offseason. The offseason that should be happening right now because if it was up to me at this point with everybody getting sick, you know, coming down and getting sick and stuff like that, what would happen if, if somebody was to pass away? That's what one of the guys on, on the show just said. But, um, you know... I mean, what would happen? You know, right now it's getting to the point where um, next year's season is is um is going to be pushed up until January. You know, so what's what's going to happen with these with these um, rookies, the the rookie guys coming in? What's going to happen with with people getting in shape? This is, this is going to prolong too much. And then right now they already postponed the start of um the restart of this season. And um you know, so what are they going to do now? They're talking about uh, Chicago opening up a bubble for the for the remaining eight teams. I mean, come on, man. The Knicks already said that they they um they don't want to be involved in it, and um I don't blame them, man, because they re- they really should just move on, man. Really should just move on from all this, man. But you know, before we get started, as you can see there, I got the Hynix Podcast merch site up. Uh, like I said, for the remainder of this month, probably towards maybe like um like around in the twenty somewhere, I'm gonna end the um the promotion. Anything that you find on the on this uh website, Hynix.com. Uh, everything on this website is going to be, um, all, any proceeds I get from this website will be going to a Black Lives Matter charity. So you can see everything here. Got a lot of merch stuff here. You can scroll down it. I got a couple um, couple different things. But um, the main shirt there is the highlighted one there is um, Racism Ends With Me. If that resonates with you, man, please give it a shout. I also have this shirt, too, that I just put out there. Keep the next name out your mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the, an- another, um, another, uh, uh, a news story popped up is that the Knicks missed a conference call. It's like, come on, man, get off it, <laughs> get off it, get off it, man. Anyway, off season. If if um the season ended right now, we will be uh we would have just had the draft and we will be about to about to enter into the off season right now. We would have drafted our, our player already and we would be in the off season. So I mean, who 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 would we have drafted if the draft was was the past now? According to Leon Rose, he said that um they were they were prepared. Fought for the draft, and they would they would have drafted whoever, depending on whatever. But you know, here's another thing: we didn't even have the lottery yet. You know, you you got to have the lottery first before you do the draft. So I mean, like, when is the when is next year start? It's it's, it's just um, it's just a rabbit hole, man. You know, it, like like I said, you just hope that nobody gets sick. But anyway, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and somebody popped up, uh, came up with something that um, uh, the perfect off season for the Knicks. So now I'm, I'm looking at this this person here, and um. You know, they, they of course they put um Chris Paul there and um uh, they threw Carmelo Anthony's name in there too. Uh they got us uh, drafting uh Lamella Ball and of course RJ and Mitchell Robinson are in the mix there too. So um you know, I just I just think it's ridiculous, you know, because I mean Carmelo Anthony was just on Houston with, with Chris Paul. That didn't work out. You know, something happened there or whatever. But uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony was was in Portland. He still got some game. Everybody knows that that um Carmelo Anthony can play. But at this point now, man, this this is what you this is what you think of. You want how old is um uh, Chris Paul? Thirty five years old. 
Chris Paul is 35 years old. That's not even the half of it. You know, we'll, we'll get into that um, um, as um, as, a, as the show goes on. But um, Melo is old too, man. So we're gonna have two old guys to be like the main options on a, on a young roster. So like everyone um, complains about um, having like like one player ahead of the young guys. Like uh, you know, our, our guy um, that they went to um, uh, the Clippers. You know, he was supposedly ahead of Kevin Knox, pushing um, messing up Kevin Knox's development. You know, so you know we, we we get rid of um we get rid of him, and um Kevin Knox is still not developing. That's that's like a whole other podcast, whatever. So I mean, so like like what do you do here? Like you you're gonna you're gonna um sign Melo and or trade for Chris Paul. Doesn't that interfere with um with um Frank's development? Doesn't that interfere with um Knox's de- development? Doesn't it interfere with with um just the rest of the team's development? With, with these with these old geezers here um um wasting time with us, whatever. You know, you want to talk about winning culture. Um, uh, Melo was already here, and we we weren't winning when he when he was here. You know, Chris Paul. You know, he's had a, a winning career throughout his whole um, career. He came in when he was young, and now he's like 35. He's at the twilight of his career. You know, so we expect um, Chris Paul to do his magic again in his 35th year to um to uh, bring us to the you know to the to the promised land or to the to the playoffs. So I, I really don't get what what everyone's talking about here. So um you know. We could just start off with Chris Paul straight off the bat. Chris Paul, if you look up, look on, look to the right here. Look at look at his salary. We're talking about a guy, a guy that's 35, and um, 2019-20 he's making 38, um, 38 million. Next year, 41 million. The year after that, 44 million. So we're talking about not just um, you know the season that just passed, but we're talking about whatever well, the season is still going on. We're talking about next season and the year after that, 41 and 44 million. That is a lot of money, man. We we can't just trade for Chris Paul and then, oh wow that's what, what a great deal and we still keep all of our players no that's not how it works we're gonna have to give up 41 million dollars worth of salary you know it could be done you know because um you know you want to want to put this trade down here of course Julius Randle will have to go Julius Randle makes like 20 something million uh DSJ and then um you know according to this they they dropped in a second round pick I mean I'm not sure if that's gonna get it done this there's gonna have to be some kind of fillers in there I know the Knicks have um, are under the cap, so we can absorb um, salary, but um, you know we're, we're talking about 41 and 44 million. That, that's a lot of bread, man, for to, to give somebody that's um, that's 35, 35 next year he'll be 36, and then 37. You're talking about 37 years old making 44 million dollars a year. It's like like what are you, what are you, are you talking about? You know, I'm not, you know, yeah, you're banking on on getting Lamar Ball. You know, a lot of a lot of people seem to like the other French kid, you know, but. There's a lot of stuff going on there. So um just, just to for a contrast, let's take a look at everyone's uh, favorite uh uh Phoenix Sun, which is Devin Booker. You know, you can hear New York City in the background. Devin Booker, this year he's making twenty seven million. You know, but that's fine. You make twenty seven million. Um, you know, Devin Booker, how old is he? Only twenty three years old, twenty seven million, twenty three years old. That's good. Next year twenty nine. Then you're talking about um thirty one and thirty three. Now this is uh, an elite point guard in, in the prime of his career. We're not talking about somebody that's 37 years old when he's making 44 million. We're talking about a guy that's what's this, 24, 25, 20, 26 years old making 20. It's gonna be making 33 million dollars um, a year. I mean that, that's a that's a no-brainer. If if we can give up the same type of deal, uh, Julius Randle, maybe maybe a DSJ, and um, at, at this point, because since the kid is young, uh, a second-round pick is not gonna do. So um, you know, of course we're gonna we're gonna want to keep that our our number one pick, but we might have to throw the number one pick in there to get to get Devin on Booker, 
you know, we still got the um, uh, a late first round pick uh, this year, so maybe maybe we can throw that instead. And then we still got the, the Dallas pick, so maybe we can drop um, take the two Dallas picks and uh, package that into into this deal. Somewhere or the other, we're gonna have to give up some kind of first round um, picks. Maybe it has, it's definitely gonna be um, one, at least one, but I'm thinking um, at least two. You know, so the Knicks have the assets to do it. So if, if we're gonna trade for for um, for Devin Booker, we actually uh, could do that easily, just as easily as we can get Chris Paul. You know, so like like I said, right off the bat, Randall Randall almost matches him um, salary for salary. But then you you throw in a guy like DSJ, and um and throw in two two first round draft picks. I think we got our guy. Now now you slide um uh, Devin Booker at the um two guard spot. You know you at that point you would have to do that. Now of course we got RJ at the two on um, two guard spot. But in, my, in the last podcast that I posted, um, I, I played a video of R.J. Barrett, and he's playing like a, like a small forward. You know, of course he's athletic, he's young, and this, that, and the other. He can run the floor, he passes, he does everything. Yeah, but he does everything the way that a small forward would do it. Now, Devin Booker, to be a, a comparison, comparison to um, to R.J., is uh, Devin Booker, his skill set is, is impeccable. Um, Devin Booker could run the point. I know there's a lot of people of this um, that, that think about Devin Booker and say, yo, we could put Devin Booker at point. And have RJ at the two. No, no. If you want to win at basketball in the NBA, you don't do that. You put Devin Booker in a spot, in in his natural two guard spot, and have him have him as the as a primary shooter. You know what I'm saying? RJ Barrett is a rebounder. He's he's um uh, above average rebounder for a shooting guard position. At a, at the small forward, he's right there. You know, right there where where rebounders should be. You know what I'm saying? And then like he's like I say, he's a strong guy. He's he's gonna get stronger. You know he manhandles um um guys out, out there. You know um smaller guys he manhandles. You know he's still quick enough to get by smaller guys. But if if the guy if the guy is is just as big as um R J or bigger, he just blows by them. And he's strong enough to push push um past some of these guys. You know what I'm saying? So um you know R J Barry at, at the at the small forward is a no brainer. And um you know you want to talk about Kevin Knox? I mean you know Kevin Knox you know a lot of people uh, wanna wanna say um that he's uh, versatile. He could shoot, he could drive, he could dunk. He could do a lot of things, yes. You know, I could do a lot of things too, but I'm also, uh, you know, on the wrong side of 40 and, and um, probably about uh, 30 to 40 pounds overweight at this at this time. But, you know, I could still do everything. doesn't mean I could do it well. You know, and, and also too, you know, Kevin Knox is doing all this training. Everyone wants to talk about that. But all these players are doing training. You, you, you do not praise basic, basic getting in shape. Everybody's getting in shape. All the players are putting up shots. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's putting in the work to to stay in shape. You, to, to be in NBA shape, you have to put in, the, in a certain amount of work. You know what I'm saying? So you know, don't don't talk to me about about somebody that that's um that's working out when they all supposed to be working out. You know you know what I'm saying? It's not it's not like um say like Chris Paul. Chris Paul's not at home drinking beer all, the whole offseason, not putting any shots up. You know what I'm saying? Even like the like the most bum player in in the NBA is not um eating chicken wings right now. You know what I'm saying? They're probably sleeping, about to get up early in the morning just so they can stay in shape. You know what I'm saying? Because um, in practice, they still got to compete against these guys. You know what I'm saying? Even like the smallest guy, they, they still have to be in shape to be able to get up and down the court to, um, to simply practice, let alone even get into a game. So um, that's, that's another player. Another, another guy I, I like to throw out there is, um, uh, which I forgot his name in, in the, um, the last short podcast that I did. It was on, on Fred Van Fleet. Now, Fred Van Fleet is due for an upgrade in, in his salary. I don't have a salary up at, at the moment. But um, but right now, you know, more than likely he's gonna um, you know, get the same salary that um that uh, Randall's gonna get, which is like twenty something, you know, twenty something million, something around there. 
hopefully nothing too much more than that. You know, so if um if he does uh end up end up um pulling that type of money, which is another is another factor too, because of this COVID thing, they might cancel this season and then next season is gonna be kinda in jeopardy too. So um the salary caps might not be as high as um as we originally thought. So the Knicks uh, salary might might um might not be as much as well. But at the on the flip side, the percentages of of, of salary cap towards the players that they can get is going to go down as well. So that might be a blessing in disguise for the Knicks as well. You know the numbers are kind of funky like that, so you know it's just something to 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 look into as as time goes by. But uh, we actually might have after after um, trading for Devin Booker, we still might actually have enough money to sign um, Fred Van Fleet. So just imagine this: we got uh, we sign um, we um, we trade for Devin Booker, which we give up Randall. And we give up, um, uh, say DSJ, and um, and you know two two first round draft picks. Okay, cool, right? We still got guys like, um, you know, like uh, what's the name? Crazy Eyes Part 2.0. His salary. We got Wayne Ellington. Uh, uh, what's the other guy? Um, the dude from um, from Chicago. You know, everybody knows that who's on the Knicks roster, man. But um, you know, I mean, let's let's just look at the Knicks roster instead of me racking my brain. Where is it up here? That's Devin Booker. Anyway, I don't have it queued up right now. I should have had it queued up. But anyway, you look at the Knicks roster. You already know that um, Devin Booker, Wayne Ellington, all these different guys, they're they're gonna be off the books. So we'll we'll have the extra money to to um to sign up for a fan fleet, probably with no problem. You know what I'm saying? So um. You know that that's that man. So so you already got your your starting backcourt, Fred Van Fleet and uh and Devin Booker. That's an elite backcourt. That's probably like one of one of the top backcourts in the NBA, especially if you want to talk about youth. Uh, Fred Van Fleet will be uh, 26, probably going to 27. Uh, Devin Booker will be 23, going in on his 24th year. So right there, we got one of the better backcourts in the whole NBA. Then RJ Barrett, you know, I expect RJ RJ Barrett to to um to make another step next year. He's he's already a st NBA starter, legit already. I don't expect him to get no sophomore jinx, you know. So I'm expecting him to improve um, on the, on his skill set and stuff like that. So sliding him to the three might actually be be a good thing for him, you know. Especially with um, Fred Van Fleet and Devin Booker, um, you know, being the ball handlers, bringing the ball up the court. That makes things way easier for RJ Barrett. He doesn't have to worry about playing point like he did, uh, you know, the to to begin the season with um, San Antonio. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, that's something to think about. But um, you know, of course, Mitchell Robinson, he's gonna be the starting um um center. At this point, we don't have any 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 money to um to upgrade the the center spot. You know, of course, there'll there'll be other play other um, you know, uh, there'll be other what do you call uh, players in the in the free agent market that um that'll be available that, that we can have as um uh, backup um backup centers. But Mitchell Robinson, this is it for him, man. New York City's in the background, man. Right before I started um started uh, uh streaming. There were boom, 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 Macy's fireworks out there. I don't know if anybody else out there is experiencing that, but, you know, live, growing up in New York, we used to blow M80s, you know, me, myself. I, I remember blowing up pay phones when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, now now it's a little different. They're actually blowing, like, like Macy's fireworks type of, type of things, man. So it's kind of just bugged out. Yeah, man. So, um, so you're talking about RJ Barrett at the three. So um you know right there that's that's a top that's a top three Mitchell Robinson like I said we're gonna we're gonna have free agents to um to uh, to back him up and stuff like that but um power forward power forward might that might be a position that that we um, that we might end up drafting because knowing um knowing how the um the Knicks um 
the Knicks roll as far as their their luck. You know, um, we might we might just still be stuck at at um, pick number six. You know, what I'm saying, or, or we might just be right on the outside bubble where we we're not gonna get. Um, you know, Edwards or, or, or Lamella Ball or stuff like that. So we're going to be stuck, you know, maybe in the fourth, fifth kind of thing. That's what, I, that's what I'm assuming. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm trying to get this up here. So uh, maybe power forward might be the, might be the, the spot that we end up getting. Uh, let, me, let me see if I, can, if I can pull this up. I'm trying to pull up um, NBA free agents for 2020. There's a lot of power forwards um, available. So let me pull this up. Right off the bat, freaking um, Anthony Davis. Anthony, you know, I, that's another story to um, to to play around with as well. But I don't think Anthony Davis is going to be on our radar. But um, let's uh, let's scroll down here. This is this is just the top top players here. You got uh, Anthony Davis, Brandon um, Ingram. You got Andre um, Drummond. Uh, Montres Harold, that's a guy name that pops up. He's only six seven though, man, but he gets busy. So that's that's another guy that we could look at if we're if we're not gonna get a player like um like Fred Van Fleet. Now Fred Van Fleet, I know he's he's doing well in Toronto and stuff like that, but Toronto they lost um you know their star player with um in Kawhi and stuff like that. So they kind of went down a notch. You know they're still a playoff team, but you know they already got uh you know the the uh, they already got an elite starting point guard ahead of um Van Fleet. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, he, he might want to go to another team, especially with a fellow countryman and you know, R.J. Barrett that maybe he might want to play there. I know I'm looking at Gordon Haywood. I know I mentioned him on the last podcast. I wanted to mention him on the last podcast because uh, if you want to uh, have a player comparison, R.J. Barrett and Gordon Haywood, that's a good comparison right there. There goes your your, um, your boy Fred Van Fleet. Here's another guy, uh, Bogan um, Bagadanovic, whatever his name is. He's another guy that could be on the bubble for a shooting guard if we don't end up trading for a guy like um, Devin Booker. That's somebody that's on the bubble. Somebody that's um, he's restricted, but he's also a guy that um that that Sacramento might not be able to afford because they already paid for their backcourt, or whatever. This is Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. Uh, I was trying to get his name earlier. Um, you know he was um you know accused of of holding back Kevin Knox, and then when they got rid of um, um Marcus Morris, Kevin Knox still stayed the way he was. You know what I'm saying? He didn't take advantage. He goes another player, Demar Derozan. That's um that's on the bubble. But he's also a guy that's like on the wrong side of 30 right now. I believe he's like 30, 31. But um, he's still a 20-something a game, a point a game scorer. And um, you know, if if you get a guy like this, um, it's gonna be hard to um to compete because you still have R.J. Barrett. So do you at this point do you slide R.J. Barrett to the um small forward and they have um Demar Derozan at the shooting guard? Okay, that's fine. But who are you gonna have as your point guard? Um, you know, do do you still try to go for a Van Fleet and stuff like that? That might actually um be okay. But um, you know, uh, it doesn't really help the shooting, man. You're gonna have to get somebody um, in the power forward spot that, that that can knock down some jump shots, man. So um, let's uh, let's scroll back up here. I kind of want to see the, the power forwards. Let's see if we can isolate that. We got point guards. This is power forwards right here. Talk about some power forwards. Right off the bat, you got Millsap there. Millsap's a good player. He's he's on the wrong side of um, 35, I believe. Yep, they go your boy Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris is still still there. You know, he's he's still, you know, an option for us. I'm not sure of the rules, but you know, with with the COVID, all these months that's done past, so by the by the time next season starts that we'll 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 probably be able to sign Marcus Morris straight out if we wanted to. 
you know but um if you look at those on um, points per game 19.1 most of that is with the knicks so you know he's going to be trying to demand more more salary than he than um than what he asked for um for when we signed him what was it, like 17 mil you know he's going to probably ask for more than 17 mil and Millsap, i don't know about Millsap. he's like i said he's on the wrong side of um of 30 something um uh, this is a guy that everybody sees to like um davis bertans you know he's a three-point shooter you know like like I said, if you're gonna get a guy like um like DeRozan, you're gonna need a three-point shooter at the, at the power four spot. So this this is the type of guy that we might be able might be able to get, you know, if we're going to um to go that route. There goes your boy Bobby Portis. You know, thank God he won't be on the team anymore. You know, that, that, that's another thing too, because um if you want to talk about being on the bubble in in Chicago, um half the Knicks roster is gonna be free agents. So all these free agent guys, why would they want to risk their whole career just to play a couple weeks in Chicago? You know, why risk injury? And then risk the rest of your your playing career because you want to play in the bubble in Chicago. There's a lot of dumb shit going on with when it comes to this um comes comes to this thing here. Let's see what else I got here. Just looking at stats and stuff. This is um Devin Booker's stats. When you talk about Devin Booker, like I said, he's a dynamic um dynamic shooting guard. The guy's prototypical, six foot five, two ten. That's um basically prototypical um point guard stuff. I mean um shooting guard stuff. Let's um, scroll the stats over. Uh, stats for for this year it was twenty. We talking about twenty six, uh, six assists, four rebounds. That seems to be what's what's on what he's gonna be putting up for the rest of his career. Twenty four. You're looking at twenty two, twenty four, twenty six, twenty six again. Only in his year twenty three. He's he's technically not really in his prime right now. So what happens when he gets in his prime? Is he gonna get up into his thirties? Or is he just gonna start cleaning up these numbers here? Just even getting better with this, maybe, um, maybe, maybe even getting into the seven and eight assists a game. Maybe, maybe even increasing the rebounds. You know, definitely percentages. He's already shooting, nine, you know, ninety-one percent from the um, from free throw. Uh, let's check out his other stats here. Uh, Three-point percentages is, um, you know, thirty-six. Thirty-six is fine. Last year it was on um, thirty-two, thirty-eight year before, so he's solid. Thirty-five for his career. Uh, field goals, uh, 48%. That's decent. 46 last year, then you know, on 43 and whatever. That's like kind of typical for for a guy that's going to be a, a a scorer like this. And I'm um, almost said volume, but I don't think Devin Booker is a volume scorer. He's a type of guy that could score um, if you if you blink. You know what I'm saying? You play off him. If you're going to have Van Fleet there, you got to guard Devin Booker. You know, and if you don't, if you don't dog, if you guard Devin Booker, then you got to um, guard Van Fleet because Van Fleet gonna bust your ass too. Let's um take a look at um Van Fleet stats. You know, like Van Fleet, like like I said, he played um with Lowry in Toronto. You know, so he's already um um shared responsibility. You know, and also slided off to the shooting guard spot too. So, you know, with Devin Booker averaging six assists, you know, Van Fleet could could still fit in with that man. So you're talking about seventeen, six, and three. And in a role where he, where he was um, coming off the bench a lot, let's um let's check out how many times he actually started. Now these stats I'm getting from Basketball Reference. Man, I forgot to say that to begin with. He was getting 35 minutes a game, so you know if he's going to be a starter with the Knicks, he's also going to get the same type of thing. So if he, if he can also get close to 17 or maybe even more, and still get the six assists, and then you're going to have Devin Booker that's going to score more and get the same amount of assists and basically rebounds and all this at the same time. What kind of backcourt is that? That's a great backcourt. So, you know, all this talk about Chris Paul and, and bringing a winning culture, uh, excuse me, but I think and uh, Van Fleet together, you know, <laughs> this is something else too. 
because um uh like like I said um Devin Booker by himself he, he's going to be taking in what like twenty what was it twenty um twenty seven mil or something like that what was it twenty seven mil well for this remaining season twenty nine next season thirty one and thirty three. So uh, Chris Paul is going to be taking 44 in, in two years. That's still 10, 10 more million than, than um, what, what um, Devin Booker is making. Then you add Van Fleet. Where Van Fleet is probably going to make 20, 20, at least 20. He's maybe even more. So let's say, let's say Van, let's for shits and giggles, he makes um, uh, 20 million. That's only um, an extra 10 million dollars on there. You know, 10 million dollars more than, than if it was just Chris Paul. You know, <laughs> it's fucked out. So I mean, like the, just talking about Chris Paul, we just really needs to stop. Cause um you know that's not gonna bring a winning culture. That's gonna fuck up our salary cap. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, excuse my language, man. I, like I said, I'm not sure how this thing works. So um yeah, like like I said, this this is all all getting getting um starting to get used to this this whole thing. And in the beginning of the podcast, I had the, that rolling um echo going on, man. Cause I, I got a bunch of stuff up, and I'm still trying to trying to figure this thing out. So um you know down here, where's where's my finger? Down there, there's a, a text button there. Uh, a text uh, a thing there it says um, the number is on six four six four seventy seventeen twenty seven. So you can hit me up right now if you're awake, text me or whatever, and I can um, drop you into the show. So um, like I said, I, I, w- I was talking about um, uh, Mitchell Robinson. So let's um, let's look at these centers now. The potential centers um, free agents for next year. You know, because uh, Mitchell Robinson, you know, the the reason why that um, that we had Todd Gibson. some future stuff all right come on guys kind of freezing up a little bit there we go so this is hoops hype again We're looking at the the free agents free agent list for the for the summer here right at the bat you got Andre Drummond you know, Andre Drummond is, I, I feel like he's one of those guys that is just, like, wasted, kind of. You know, he's he's in the wrong era, number one, and um, he's kind of, like, over overused a little bit. He's he's not as good as um as they make him out to be, you know, as his uh, reputation or whatever you want to say. Still kind of lagging here. Yeah, I apologize for that. Once again, I'm still trying to get this thing together here. Still trying to figure this thing out. All right, so Andre Drummond. All right, we got some names popping up here. I see Tristan Thompson. I see Marcus All. Marcus All is a name that was um that was mentioned about having um as a backup. Now, if you're gonna get Marcus All, Marcus All, he was only averaging six and six last year with three assists. Still, still could play, but he's just not not the same type of player as as um as he used to be. You know, so if you get a, a Marcus All, you know, to back to back up Mitchell Robinson, that's actually a, a good deal. All right, so I'm back cooking with grease again. Sergio Ibaka is another guy that was mentioned. Um, you know, like, like I said, he he's not. You know, he made like what 20, 23 million uh, last year. Uh, he's unrestricted. He's not going to make 23 again. So if we can get him on the cheap to back up Mitchell Robinson, that's also good too. Because I mean, if you if you're gonna, if you're talking about making the playoffs and stuff like that, you're going to need um, extra talent. You're going to need and need guys that are just as good or maybe even better to come off the bench. You know, to fill these roles and stuff like that. You know, Tristan Thompson's another one unrestricted. 
he's another guy that we could pick up. You know, to come off the bench, maybe even start at at, at the um at the power forward spot. Uh, you know, Hassan Whiteside. That's like a retread from to Mitchell Robinson. Um, what else we got here? We got Derek Favors, Aaron ba- um, um Baines. He's another uh, dude that's this um a bubble guy that would be good to have in the mix. You know, uh, what else we got here? Of course, these other guys here, Robin Lopez and whatever. These are all guys that that are on the bubble. That's that's not going to be making big time money, and um, you know, if if um the Knicks could um pick these guys up, it would kind of be dope. Mason Plumlee's another guy that um that you could pick up to be a backup to Mitchell Robinson. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So you know we'll, we'll be good with that. But um, you know the power forwards is is um what I really wanted what I really wanted to look at here. You know, so um. Also, too, let's, let's um since we're here, let's um let's take a look at this draft. Now, um you know the draft. Uh, I keep forgetting this this dude's name, man. But uh you know the 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 power forward that that's um that the top power forward is involved with the um with the draft this year. Uh, let me see if I can get his name up here. I'm also horrible with with names, man. Right now, I'm, you know, like like I said, if you're if you're a fan of basketball and sports, all these different websites are websites that you should be looking at. Basketball Reference is one. You want to talk about hoops hype? Another one is um, Tankathon. Tankathon is another one. They have a simulator there where you where you can sim- you can play around with the simulator, see who's um who's good, whatever. You know, who, um, what position you'll get in the draft. So uh, the power four that I'm thinking about is Obi Toppin. I know you guys are spitting at it. Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin. Yeah, man, Obi Toppin. You know, so like if you were to get like say like the fourth pick or something like that, maybe Obi Toppin might be available. So if if you were to get say Van Fleet and um, Devin Booker, uh, you got Mitchell Robinson slide RJ to the to the um to the four, and then we draft a guy like um, Obi Toppin. Now, if you ask me, that that sounds like the the Phoenix Suns all over again. You know, with uh, Steve Nash and stuff like that. You know, it sounds like a, like a, a team that's gonna be right back in the playoffs or whatever. So um, that's something to um to really um to really think about going forward, man. So, um, you know, that would be my uh, perfect offseason. You know, like like I said, the other perfect offseason involved Melo and, and, and you know, CP3 and all this other stuff, man. If, if we were to truly have a perfect offseason, like I said, we have the assets to get Devin Booker, no problem, and still have assets left over, mind you. You know what I'm saying? We still can, um, could draft this number one pick, e- even if we trade for, for Devin Booker. Uh, you know, we'll still have enough money to get Van Fleet. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to lose anything at, at the small forward if we slide RJ to the to the three. You know what I'm saying? Mitchell Robinson, we already got our franchise center. Now, power forward, if we draft Obi Toppin, that's basically Omari Stoudemire with a three-point shot. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> the sky's the limit for the Knicks, man. Right away, we could be right there as a contender in the East. You know, that this is all all um, all speculation. You know, and this this is all we got right now as, as Knicks fans, right? We're not, we're not playing now. We're not on the bubble in Orlando. And um, like I said, we we might not even see Knicks basketball until freaking January, you know. So all, only thing that we got is speculation, man. So um, you know, it's been a late podcast, man. Like I said, I'm trying some different stuff. I can't really sleep, man. These guys were busting fireworks earlier, boom, 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 boom. You know, lighting up the sky at freaking like ten, eleven o'clock at night over here in um in Queens, man. That's been like that's that's been like the real epidemic recently. Just in every neighborhood, it's just been. A little bit more than 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 usual, you know. It's not just like, uh, you know, the gentrified the gentrif- um, gentrification squad complaining about fireworks. Cause uh, like I said, when we were kids, we used to throw M80s like crazy, but um, we had the decency to not to throw these fireworks 
you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Sometimes up to 2 o'clock in the morning, these guys be doing this stuff, man. So it makes you wonder if, if something else is going on with all of this stuff here. So anyway, man, it's been you with the Any Star. I just wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, the off-season. The off-season that, um, that should have started already, man. So, you know, I, I pray for everybody down there because it's starting, to, it's starting to get crazy in Orlando. The, the, the numbers are going up with the whole COVID-19 stuff. Uh, a lot of players are getting sick, uh, players' families, uh, freaking coaches and stuff like that. They just shut down, I believe, the Clippers facility because a bunch of guys got sick and stuff like that. It's like, you know, what, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? This this is um, this is like unprecedented stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like like um, like I said, in 94, I believe, it was uh, the lockout season for the for MLB. If MLB could shut down a whole season, you know, just for a lockout, then the NBA could shut down because of a global pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like the the real the real um thing with this is is LeBron. Everybody wants to see LeBron get his, get his next chip. You know, one more year older. You know what I'm saying? Maybe LeBron might not be the same guy. So this this is what this is really about, man. This is about the face of the NBA and trying to hold face. They they're not really ready to um crown the next um. The next super team, the next superstar, they're not really yet ready to crown. They've been trying to do um, Harden. They've been trying to do a bunch of guys throughout the years, but they, they can't. And uh, LeBron James is it, man. So this is really all about LeBron, in my opinion, man. So, um, you know, let's just, let's just pray for everybody out there. Hopefully that, that um, they just come come to, like, an agreement that this season just can't start, man. You know, just start the offseason. Maybe get the, um, the draft going. Uh, have a lottery right now. And then, you know, a few weeks from now, do the, do the, um, do the draft. And just get this thing started. Maybe, maybe um, start all this by August. And then maybe we can start on time in October. Or maybe even just push it to November. You know, for the, for the start of next season. And then we just go from there, man. You know, there's this bigger things going on in this world. It's not, it's not even about social injustice stuff now. Now it's about safety and about just being... Just about common sense at this point. Yeah, man. So, thanks for tuning in again. Like I said, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Still trying to figure out this whole streaming thing. You know, lagging and all this other stuff, you know. Uh, you know, getting betrayed by my internet um, system and getting betrayed by my computer and all this other nonsense. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Let's um, let me let me check in to see uh, see what's going on over here with the um, with the um, with the tickets and stuff like that. I know right now from from the way that I'm that I'm doing this that I can't really see what's going on with um with Sportscaster. But um, I, I really do want to shout out anybody that, that um, contributed tonight. Uh, let me see. But anyway, you know, let me, let me not bore you guys with that bullshit, man. So anyway, think, if anybody contributed to the, to the chat, I appreciate you guys. And, um, you know, just keep, keep on um, improving with this thing, man. Things should, should, should change a little bit next time you see me. So um, hopefully I'll be able to do that for you guys and you know speed this thing up a little bit. So anyway, this has been Evil to Any Star, host of the Dynasty Podcast. I got to put it four fingers to my forehead, take on my thumb, salute, and that's what you do when you see a diehard. This is Evil out, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. All right, peace. So that was another live podcast from Sportscaster. Sportscaster.com backslash diehardnicks. That's Sportscaster. That's sports, and the caster is spelled C-A-S-T-R.com. Um, you know, once you get there, you can search the Hard Knicks and you'll be able to find me on there. Please follow me on Sportscaster. That way you'll get notified every time I make a, a show on there. And um, as, as always, you know, the Hard Knicks podcast is still on audio. It's available on all podcast platforms out there. So please get out there and check out the podcast whenever you can. Please continue to support because um, this is the uh, the new evolution of the Hard Knicks podcast, man. I love audio. 
and um, I'll, I'll be doing audio podcasts more of them as, as I go along. But I'm really messing around with this um, streaming service stuff, and um, and um, the whole live thing. So I really, I really kind of want to get the ball rolling with that. So look out for me on Sportscaster. You, you'll also start seeing me on on YouTube once I get the kinks um, worked out here. So um, you know, continue to support the Dynasty Podcast. Once again, like I said in the show, uh, go to Dynasty.com. Anything on there, any pro, any um proceeds that I would get, profits or anything like that, I'm definitely donating that to charity. I'm probably gonna um, end that uh, somewhere in um in the middle of the month, maybe in the twenty somewhere. So um, once again, this is Ibu out. You know, thanks thanks again for uh, for listening. Continue to support. Please follow every me everywhere, man. Just at this point, you can Google the Hernix Podcast. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, uh, you know where you can find me, guys, man. So, peace, man. See you guys on the next one.